In the eye of a hurricane, there is quiet, and just for a moment, a yellow sky. The current Broadway hit, Hamilton, describes the life of our founding father, Alexander Hamilton, constitutional writer, architect of our financial system. And his, ta his, his upbringing, uh, which was destroyed by hurricane and death of his mother and not knowing his father, and about how he, against all personal odds, strives to fight for the independence of our country through writing. In the eye of a hurricane, Alexander Hamilton says, there is quiet and just for a moment a yellow sky. When I was 17, a hurricane destroyed my town. I didn't drown. I didn't seem to die. I wrote my way out. Wrote my way out, down as far as I could see. Hamilton's way of, of dealing with the storms of his life becomes writing. It becomes his outlet. It's the way in which he survives personal trauma and attacks on his life. So I'm wondering this morning, what are the ways that we survive personal trauma and attacks and incredibly difficult circumstances? What do we do? Where do we go? What do we long for when hard things come our way? When clouds of despair roll in and we feel like we are being attacked by watery waves which are trying to knock us down, where is the calmness, the innermost part of our soul that wants and desires peace? In today's gospel, the disciples find themselves in the midst of two difficult situations. The second story that we read about is about the disciples in the midst of a horrific storm. After long days of healing and distributing bread and fish, the disciples are ready to rest. They go and they feed a mob of 5,000 people. And then they go to rest on a boat. And the sea is rough. And the winds come up. And they're starting to get battered a bit. And when they're out at sea a few miles, they see Jesus walking towards the boat. Reminds me of that other story of Jesus, that one where he's out on a boat after a long day of teaching as well. And his disciples are awake while he is asleep, softly on a cushion in the middle of the boat, and the great windstorm arises, and water starts to come up the sides of the boat, and Jesus, curled up, just sits and sleeps, while the disciples wake him up and say, do you not care that we're about to die, that we're perishing, that this storm is going to take us? And Jesus says to them, peace, be still, and the wind calms, and the storm subsides. In the eye of a hurricane, there is quiet and just for a moment, a peaceful sky. The first story that we read about today was the feeding of the 5,000. It's also a story, I think, about the calm in the midst of chaos. When we compare this story to the other stories like it in the synoptic gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we see a scene in which we can imagine it's late and getting dark and that 5,000 people have traveled all day to meet this healer named Jesus. They've been on donkeys all day, on dirt roads, or perhaps walking. It's hot. And once they get there, they realize that there are 4,999 other people who have showed up to meet the man they are trying to meet. I imagine they've traveled all day. 
with sand on their feet and in their face, tired, hungry. And I imagine by the time that they get there and see that there are 4,999 people there to also meet the one person they are trying to meet, that they are the perfect volatile mix of hunger matched with anger, which we call hangry. It doesn't take us long to imagine this scene, that 5,000 people who are hungry and tired and unorganized has to be mass chaos. And it might surprise you to know that the Red Cross is not there to greet them. And Jesus looks at Philip and says, hey, Philip, how are we going to feed all these people? Philip says to Jesus, dude, I don't know. There's not six months wages in the world that can help feed these people. But we know because the text tells us that Jesus has a plan. Jesus already knows where this story is headed, away from scarcity into abundance and away from fear and into love and away from hangry into a place where all are fed. In the synoptic gospels, this story is told a little bit differently. The gospel of Mark, which would have been our continuous reading for today had the lectionary not brought the cycle and thrown us back into John, says that Jesus says the sheep were like people without a shepherd. Jesus recognizes that the people do need some sort of Red Cross organizational thing, and so he sits them down in groups of 50 and begins to feed them. The other thing that's different about the synoptic gospel stories about this is that the disciples come to Jesus and ask Jesus how the people are going to be fed. It's not like the gospel from John today where Jesus cheekily asks Philip, Dude, how are we going to feed these people? The question in the other Gospels is, Jesus, how are you going to feed the people? And the answer in those other Gospels is Jesus saying, you feed them. You give them something to eat. It should be noted that in all the Gospels, the disciples do, in fact, feed the people. They are able to dole out and share and distribute Small amounts of food which become enough to feed all because Jesus is there. The calming, shepherding force which allows all to be fed and allows chaos to be solved. And what an honor is it for us as disciples in this day and age to share that with the world. To share the quietness and peacefulness in the midst of chaos because we have Jesus at our center. In the midst of our own lives, in the midst of hunger and, vi- and rioting and violence and storms and arguing and anger and all the things that come up, we know that we carry within us that peace of Jesus, that there is quiet for just a moment in the midst of the storms around us, that Jesus stands with us saying, there is enough, be calm, help me, help those around you. The ability of us to channel the peace of Christ within us, the ability for our souls to breathe, the ability for us to be peaceful and positive and calm and bring light into the world in the midst of difficult situation is the voice of God calling us to be still. This is the ability that allowed Nelson Mandela and Martin Luther King and Paul to speak love and truth and peace and calmness while in prison. 
The ability to see peace in chaos is what allowed Jesus to forgive those around him as he stood on the cross and said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do in the midst of dying or horrific death. The ability to see peace in the midst of chaos is what allowed the Israelites to see the parted sea, which led them into new life, into freedom out of slavery. The ability for us to spend just a moment in intentional prayer or focused breath, in calmness, in peace, to visualize and see Jesus with us in the midst of hungry and storm-ridden times in our lives is the ability that will bring us new life out of the depths of our own chaos. Today, we are saying farewell to Joshua. Goodbye, Joshua. Uh, Bye-bye. And also celebrating Sarah, who's not with us today, as they begin their adventures at college. We say prayers of thanksgiving over them, and we'll send them out with our blessing. And we know that there are all kinds of times in our lives that are scary and exciting. And these are times in their lives when Sarah and Joshua are about to embark on one of life's greatest adventures. And there will be times that are calm and sunny and times that are turbulent and crazy. There will be times that feel peace and calm and times where they will have to really batter down and breathe and find that peace and calmness deep within them. And my prayer for them is the same as my prayer for all of us. That in the midst of life's storm, when that hurricane is all around us, that we can find that calm, quiet center. That we might return to the lessons that we learn in this place on how to breathe, on how to know that we are loved, on how to know that there is peace, on how to know that we carry the Christ within our souls. There's a song that goes to the tune of our beloved song that we sing so much, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, called Come and Find the Quiet Center. The words are this. Come and find the quiet center in the crowded life we lead. Find the room for hope to enter. Find the frame where we are freed. Clear the chaos and the clutter. Clear our eyes that we can see. All the things that really matter, be at peace and simply be. Silence is a friend who claims us, cools the heat and slows the pace. God it is who speaks and names us, knows our being, touches base. Making space within our thinking, lifting shades to show the sun. Raising courage when we're shrinking, finding scope. For faith begun. In the spirit, let us travel open to each other's pain. Let our loves and fears unravel, celebrate the space we gain. There's a place for deepest dreaming, there's a time for heart to care. In the spirit's lively scheming, there is always room to spare. As we go forth into the world to love and serve the Lord, may we know and feel and realize our quiet center, the place where Jesus walks with us in hungry times and in stormy times. In other words, remember that always in the midst of a hurricane there is silence just for a moment 
and a yellow sky. Hang on to that, to that quiet center, to that peaceful place inside you. Feed your people, feed yourself, heal the world.